Hi there, and welcome to All Matters, the network that thrives. My name is Nolitandom Tundi. It has been ages. However, I am pleased to be back with you, sharing my thoughts and sharing um, some of my ideas about the world around us. Um, today's podcast actually stems from a social media theme that I think has been with us for maybe the last two or three years. Um, and it's actually uh, a phenomenon that I feel I should um, be in solidarity with, but I really wanted to just challenge um, just by virtue of who we are as um, women and who I am as a black woman trying to really reimagine my future and reimagine how I can show up in many other spaces, um, in many spaces as a free person, as a person who is self-actualized, as a person who has boundaries and as a person who's always rejecting violence um, and working hard not to not to inflict it, because I do believe that we're always on a spectrum of violence, um, sometimes as a victim and sometimes as perpetrator. And so I think that for me, the large um, awakening or the large like blessing of being a black woman in this time is the consciousness, the language, and even the tools to be careful when you're um, trying to fight for yourself and you're trying to um, show others why your viewpoint or your um, your view matters and why you matter and why you should be seen and then not being a perpetrator of violence in the same moment. And so it really is about doing unto others, but really like doing unto others what you um, would want them to do to you, but then also just being careful not to be a perpetrator of violence. So anyway, back to this phenomenon that's been around us. And I think it started, um, it could have been um, during South Africa's peak lockdown level, but um, it was, it was the, the aesthetic of the rich Makoti. And um, I think if you're South African, then, and, or if you're in Southern Africa, Makoti is quite an easy phrase to understand. But essentially, it's a daughter-in-law, right? It's um, a, a married woman and, and how she then shows up um, in relation to the fact that she's married. And that's what a Makoti is. And then there was the aesthetics of being a rich Makoti. In the past, I think there was the videos of Rich Makoti. She shows up in a Range Rover. She offloads groceries or, or whatever. I think she shows up even late um, to the family event. Ugh, at the time, I was like, meh. I wonder what the politics of this Rich Makoti really are. But I always feel like sometimes I'm intense, I'm serious, and I have a way of ruining the moment, so I kept it to myself. But anyway, recently, um, a very popular um, content creator on uh, Instagram, her name is Babalo, she's created uh, videos of the rich Makoti and I once again found myself at loggerheads with myself about like is this really what we want to do as women um, as black women so first of all I want to like give my respect to Babalo I think she's a fantastic content creator she's really funny um, and there's some moments when I've really laughed but afterwards I have kind of pulled back and I've just wanted to really challenge us as a society um, to challenge myself even about what it means to be a rich Makoti. And so I wanted to spend some time um, chatting about the, the, the politics of a rich Makoti. Like, who is this chick? You know, who is this woman? So we know that she's married. We know that she has in-laws. And I think that the first thing that we know about the rich Makoti is the fact that essentially what she's trying to do is that she's trying to emancipate herself from years of possible domestic labor and even... Um, even being seen as just um, uh, 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 an appendage to her husband. And so she shows up um, dressed well, she shows up in a fancy car and so on and so forth. But then I asked myself is the fact that 
when she is showing up as somebody who is trying to emancipate herself initially from um from domestic labor who then picks up the slack right that becomes the first thing it's like are we hiring people if i'm the rich makoti and i and, and, and i have a certain amount of money do i then emancipate myself so that the other makotis and the other women work when i sit so and i've always said for me my own personal politics that my feminism is first in solidarity to other women and i think this is why this makes me feel so uncomfortable is so because rich makoti has now made it or her husband has made it and they have access to certain kind of money then does that mean that she is emancipated from domestic labor so that means the other woman pick up her share or her slack right and i'm never going to justify domestic labor as something that women should do but i do believe that if we fight it we should probably be on the same side um because the access to capital and the access to money um is not the prerequisite for the emancipation it is a tool but is that not what all oppressors have always used to oppress others so that's my first thing um my second thing is just the parading of it right um that will always be my thing i'm not i'm not saying that you must go there in overalls and a shwe shwe or whatever i mean if you wear designer label i mean that's what you do and that's okay um but i think that there's also a tasteful way in which we can show up especially in spaces when we have made it and other people haven't i don't think that there's a necessity for us to um to parade our wealth and i think this is the case whether it's men women black white it's actually irrelevant but i think especially when we as black women would have found a way to win at capitalism and other black women would still be fighting it from a different perspective um and i just thought that was a very it's the second thing that kind of made me un- uncomfortable is so does rich makoti parade is that what she does you know and of course there's 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 doing it in satire jokingly but i think that there's people who who really do who really do it without even realizing that in that moment i parade to others that i've made it i show up as somebody who has made it and i i i i lose humility in this moment to legitimize myself in that space or even to set myself apart from the rest so that i am treated with the exceptionalism that then causes me to be violent or enables my violence that was the second thing the third thing that kind of got to me about um the rich makoti aesthetic in its current form so also like just a disclaimer don't get me wrong i'm not saying that we can't reimagine this aesthetic i'm not saying that we can't reimagine makotiness as we know it i think it's important that we do actually i think that it will free us if we do um but i think that there's a way <laughs> right and one person winning at capitalism is not kind of the way um so yeah so the disclaimer i'm not saying that in its current form that we live it it's perfect that being method that's makotiness but i'm also saying that in the current way that we are reimagining it i think is potentially even more harmful if not as harmful um as how it is today anyway so the third thing that bothers me about um the rich makoti aesthetic um is certainly the degrading of like others in the space so i think we don't think that we how do i put it it's not glaringly obvious right but i think that class um remains the biggest tool of oppression in today's um 
in today's society in the sense that class is literally the the deciding factor even if you make a certain amount of money and you're able to escape um, a certain class you still end up in another class that has its own politics and its own issues and i think even in, in even in its um current and in its current form i want us to ask ourselves questions about can we outclass the or can we outclass oppression you know is there a certain class as people of color that is and especially as women is there a place that we get to where we are where cl our class doesn't matter and i don't think that can be the case and i think with the rich makoti aesthetic there's a very big um idea that we can outclass the oppression but i promise you as you embrace the designing like clothing and the nice cars and the expensive lifestyle there's a new kind of oppression that you tap into and you cannot outclass your black woman especially on your own especially when you're being exceptional and enjoying exceptionalism and you're enjoying the the hierarchy it creates and the violence that it it, it um it inflicts you know i think that it's one of those important things that we cannot outclass oppression so even if Rich Makoti in this current form looks like she's free, she's not, you know, um, even if she gets in, she doesn't get to wash a dish or, you know, wh whatever the case, she gets to show up late or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think that she is as free as she believes she is. And I think that dupe, <laughs> I think I, I can only call it dupe and um, freedom of sorts is that is that it makes you feel like you've made it and that you've out you've outclassed others and you've outclassed um, the oppression. And I think it was, was it Gab Union who said this? Or it could have been somebody else so that you can't, um, you can't outclass your race. It's the same thing where women, especially where women, um, where, where gender politics at least are, are involved. You're never going to outclass your gender not in the way the systems that we work in are currently um framed not in capitalism not in um not in patriarchy like it's it, it, the, the the system is more um is more complex than that and it mutates more often than you think so that was another thing and i think just the last thing for me um uh, talking about the rich magodin so the, I think the final thing for the rich Makoti for me is that the aesthetic hinges on being the, being the one who has and others not having. Yeah, if we all drive Range Rovers and we're all in Gucci and we're all doing um, our nails at an expensive salon or whatever the case may be, if we're all equal in terms of money, the rich Makoti aesthetic dies. Like in the way that we currently understand it. And please understand that I'm currently, I am interrogating the way in which we currently understand it. It dies when we are equal. It dies when we um, are unable to elevate one couple or two couples over the rest. It dies. And for me, that's kind of weak, right? That with a little bit of equality in this family, this, this aspirational caricature character that we kind of think about um, very fondly right now, she dies. She doesn't exist. And for me, that means that tells me that she's basically built on, on fantasy and on, and falsehood, on falsehood of, 
of 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 esteem and equality and and even feminism she she dies so quickly you know all it takes is for there to be a second bitchmakwati or a third one and that one and her aesthetic dies you don't show up and tell people that your nails are 500 rand when everyone's nails are 500 rand you know what i'm saying you know, so for me it really is just one of those things that in if we are reimagining let us reimagine more powerfully this aesthetic is weak um in its current form the rich makwati is oppressive she actually looks like she comes from new money and she and she comes from not dealing with the politics of not having <laughs> the money um initially and yeah i i feel a little bit bad for being so serious about it but i feel like we must have we, we must have the other conversation so we can have the conversation about reimagining ourselves as abu makoti and how we show up in spaces but then we must have the other conversation and the other conversation is when we're on if we're on a spectrum if we're always on a spectrum in life where are we sitting you know so if you if we if, if we're all on a spectrum and i'm sitting on the extreme side of wealth what does it look like if i'm sitting on the extreme side of poverty um and then all the nuances in between which will seldom get right but i just wanted to really challenge this i felt it i was so pressed i was actually talking um to a friend and i was just like i am so unimpressed by this and i hate it i feel like i'm a party pooper and i wish i wasn't but i feel that i have to express that it's possible that we're losing the plot when it comes to um when it comes to us imagining ourselves of abu makoti now please do not get me wrong there is nothing wrong with black women um embracing luxury we should we must i almost insist um we must live lives where we are free and emancipated and i'm not sure who said this but um it was i think it was somebody famous they said until um we're all free none of us are free and i think that that's really the project that we were initially trying to achieve with the rich magoti um we were trying to free ourselves from the terrible domestic labor and nothingness that comes from showing up as a magoti in any space or in many spaces and now let me not say any in many spaces like while we were trying to fight that we then created uh another kind of dangerous scary um just better dressed more polished german car driving um character who was now just a little bit more um violent um then then what she would have been had she not acquired some capital so anyway the whole point of this podcast was a bit of a rant but i really wanted to share my thoughts and it'd be interesting to hear some of your thoughts um you can follow me at all matters the podcast and we can really talk about it because it's very possible that i'm overthinking it and i'm running a good joke and you're welcome to be like hey no lutando actually girl relax it's not that deep and that's fine i'd be willing to accept it but for me i felt a real tugging in my heart and a real tugging um in my in 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 my being just to just to question um the what what are we doing or what we are what we are essentially achieving when we are working on our reimagining project which is a very 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 important part of any revolution an important part of us and um, changing any systems of oppression the imagining and reimagining is important that's how all systems um were created those that are oppressive and those um that promise to emancipate they were all created by some form of imagining and reimagining and so i don't take this 
um, era of imagining and reimagining the um, our Makoti, um, how we show our Makoti, so even a rich Makoti. I don't take that for granted. It's no small thing. It might not um, come to fruition for many of us in this generation, but I mean, in, in four or five generations, we would have been the generation who imagined it because we were the generation who flat out challenged it. So anyway, share your thoughts with me. I'm keen. Tell me for my party pooper if you think I am. But most of all, I'm telling me what you think about some of my own thoughts and what I've shared today. Um, this is All Matters, the podcast. My name is Nolutandam Tonti. This is possibly the shortest episode I've ever posted um, that I wanted to share. And I thought that it was important in this moment, while I'm still feeling hot about it, to really share with you because I think that um, escaping oppression as black women is a collective project and any time we um we individualize it we take on a very um dangerous tool of capitalism um capitalism is very good at talking at 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 pointing out um the exceptional the individual um at the expense of community of love of security um, of, of, of safety and um, of the collective. And essentially our trauma and our pain is collective. All right, toodles.